Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The first week of Steelers training camp is in the books, but they've made a new addition in Quan Alexander to the linebacker group. We'll talk about that addition, how it fixes up the defense, and if the Steelers have done enough with their roster. We'll talk about Kenny Pickett and the offense and how they've come along the first week and why everyone's excited for Tuesday when the pads go on. All here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast. A show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, joined today by Ray Fittipaldo, one of our Steam Steelers beat writers, who's been out there braving the sun in Latrobe as it's been really hot. We'll get to a lot of things training camp here on today's episode, which is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on your energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget by giving them a call at 866-593-1560. 60 to discuss your project further that's 866-593-1560 to, to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with pillow windows and doors of pittsburgh remember you can download this podcast on your favorite podcasting apps and on youtube like this video if, if you if you enjoy it subscribe to this channel to get more daily content from the pittsburgh post gazette ray let's talk about what we've seen uh, from the steelers defense a little bit the biggest thing that you and i talked about a lot in, leading into training camp was they're probably going to need to make it another addition at linebacker. They brought back in Quan Alexander uh, for for a visit. I think it was back in May when he made his visit, and right. uh, that and nothing really came of that. And we, well, you and I, kind of said like that didn't mean that it wasn't going to happen. It just might mean that both sides are still waiting to see some other things to play out. Well, it must have played out because Saturday the uh, uh, they they signed Quan Alexander, and Sunday he was at training camp practicing with the Steelers. Ray, what do you think this move does? for the linebacker group because Quan Alexander, he's not like a, it's not like he's an elite linebacker, but he's another solid veteran to pair along with Cole Holcomb and Elaine Roberts. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it shores up your depth, Chris. And I think you have now a really, really solid number three linebacker who can fill in for either Elandon Roberts or Holcomb. So when you looked at the depth before this uh, move was made, um, we all know they like Mark Robinson, but Mark Robinson has what fewer than 20 snaps of NFL experience on his resume. So they feel feel quite comfortable with him um, being in such an elevated role in his second year. Then you look at the other guys, you know, Tanner Muse, Nikwiatkowski. Muse has 
um, always been just a special teams player, um, basically in his career. And then uh, Kwiatkowski, you know, he played a lot early in his career, but he's basically been a special uh, teams player for the last two years. So to me, this is now your top backup. And, uh, you know, should there be an injury, keep your fingers crossed that Robertson Holcomb don't get injured. But, you know, I don't think Alexander is going to have any problem stepping in and playing at a high level if they do. I mean, this guy started 12 games for the Jets last year. He's played for the – uh, the 49ers, the Saints as well. So um, this is a well-rounded guy who uh, just provides a lot of solid depth for your linebacker room. We talked to him a little bit on Sunday when he first arrived. Here's a clip of us talking to him and uh, talking about what he's most excited for uh, now that he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you feel like you're playing catch-up a little bit just because you weren't here in OTAs in, in minicamp? I'm year nine, man. Most of the stuff really saying is different terminology. Uh, I just got to get back out here on the field just practice those reps. And I should be straight. Is that why you were able to get out there in some team stuff? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I caught on. I caught on uh, real quick. You know, getting the reps made it a lot better. So once I get these practice reps out of me, I'll be straight. What are you wondering at all if you're going to get the call at this stage? Camp's already starting. Get the call is what? Sign somewhere. No, I'm not worrying about that. I'm here. What are your early impressions of uh, Aaron Curry, linebackers coach? Oh yeah, he's cool, man. He know what he's talking about. Man, I'm happy to be playing on him. You got here two days before they're going to put the pads on. You kind of eager to already show like you're by your second practice. Yeah, that's that's me, man. I ain't worrying about no seven on seven and none of that. I put the pads on my hip. As you can as you can see, you can go watch film. Now, Ray, the film does show him to be a, a quite quite the hitter. He's, uh, he made some plays against the Steelers last year uh, and he, when he was with the Jets, and he's kind of had that reputation over the years. But he did have injury concerns. He said he's healthy coming into this training camp, and he feels confident about where he is. Ray, is there is there a sense right now that with this move, the Steelers roster is kind of complete for what it needs to be, what you can do uh, as far as free agents this year? Because linebacker was the one position we all were talking about they needed to add it to add to, and they just Omar Khan did that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, the the building of this roster actually happened in, in stages, right? March and April with uh, the main part of free agency in the draft, and then you saw some smaller moves. I thought you know Marcus Golden getting signed um, mm-hmm. in OTAs and minicamp. That was a big step for the outside linebackers room. And I think you're right. I think this was the last um, big signing for for the Steelers and Omar Khan in this camp. Now, listen, Chris, somebody can get injured Tuesday and they might have to go out and make another move. But Very true. Barring injuries, yes, I think this was the final piece to that defensive puzzle. And you know what, what it's all about? It's, it's competition. Omar Khan stated that when he talked to us last week. Mike Tomlin loves competition. And uh, when you add another vet like that, even though he's not projected to be a starter for you, I think that put, pushes guys like Holcomb and Landon Roberts, and I just think it makes them better. I, I'm right with you. And Cole Holcomb, I've thought, has looked pretty good at, you know, in, in training camp as far as what they've asked him to do. And, again, pads haven't been on. This is still football in you know, shorts and helmets, you know, not with you know, full pads on where everyone's going you know, live. But – this is this this is uh, I think a sense of he a lot of these linebackers that they've gotten they know how to get to the right spots they're not afraid to be physical and I, I think one of the biggest struggles that we saw with the Steelers linebackers last year Devin Bush and Miles Jack maybe more Devin Bush than Miles Jack but there were times where they couldn't get to the hole fast enough or they would get you know caught up in different blocking schemes and they weren't able to stop opponents from running the ball more and that's, that's something that I think that this group 
that is their strength. They're not going to be supreme cover linebackers, but they're going to be able to stop the run. They're going to be able to limit the pass as best they can against tight ends and running backs. Um, and if, then, of course, there's going to be you know struggles when it comes to you know when they have to cover receivers because if they're in zone and a receiver runs in their zone, they got to they got to jump on it. But um, and, and that's not going to be their forte. But again, I think that they're in a position right now where with these linebackers, they can be solid enough that around the other extreme playmakers the Steelers have on the defense, like Watton Highsmith and Hayward, Nogan Joby and Minka Fitzpatrick and Patrick Peterson and those guys, this is this, this is enough to make it so that the linebackers aren't a major problem that could ruin the balance of the defense as it looked like it might have been It's at an earlier point in this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. You know, you, you look at, uh, you know, just the depth across the board that this defense has accumulated. They did it. On the defensive line, they threw bodies at that position, and now they're they're set at at linebacker too. So, um, and you have to remember their their safeties aren't healthy now. Um, you know, Mink is not in camp due to a personal issue. We you know we know KZ is going to be laid up for a little while with that ankle injury. But once the safeties are healthy, um, they could do certain things in sub packages, and they could take all the inside linebackers out of the game if they need to. You know, if if the matchups dictate on a week-to-week basis so there are ways to get around um you know inside linebackers having to be in pass coverage i mean obviously not in the base defense but there are certain things you can do with personnel that would limit that um you know throughout the season chris i agree there's certain things that they could do to limit that uh with uh how the steelers defense likes to deploy things it's part of why they got keanu neal like you were talking about with the safeties there's a lot of different packages they could use and we'll probably will use but still having that those, having three starting options at linebacker, that's not something I don't think they, they've they've had for a long time. Uh, you think back last year, their linebacker core was Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Robert Spillane, Mark Mark Robinson, and Marcus Allen. The only guy left over from that is Mark Robinson, and he's your fourth option this year uh, compared. And I'd say that you know each of the guys they've brought in have a chance to be better than the, the three that were ahead of him. So uh, how that could, how it impacts the defense, we we will keep an eye on that. And we'll talk a little bit about what we expect to see from the defense when the pads go on Tuesday. But before that, I want to talk to you about the offense and what Kenny Pickett has looked like in the first week of training camp. We'll get to that in a minute here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But first, I want to remind you guys, this show is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help save save money on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-15. 60 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella, Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you. 
Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I'm Chris Carter. He's Ray Spittafaldo. Ray, quick break here. I want to give a quick shout-out to a fan that we bumped in, that I bumped into over the weekend, uh, Eric from Steubenville, who said he's a big fan of the North Shore Drive podcast and all our shout-outs. He talked to my fiance who was there on Saturday, and he said he's a huge fan of the show. So, Eric, we thank you for listening and checking us out. Also, if you guys see us at, at training camp, don't be afraid to, like, say hi we're not, we're, you know, we're not going to big time you unless we're, unless like a press conference happened. Then it's like, hey, we got to work. But we're always happy to talk to the fans who enjoy, who enjoy our coverage and uh, like listening to the content we put out there. So thank you to everyone who does enjoy this content. And thanks to those who reach out to us because we appreciate hearing that, uh, that there's people that like our work. So uh, shout out again to Eric from Steubenville. Appreciate you being a fan of the show. Ray, let's talk about the offense here because. We've seen, or at least it feels like we, we, we've seen, a few more shots from Kenny Pickett uh, during practices. It seems like it's almost like a regular thing now where like one of the first passes that they do in 11-on-11 is Kenny Pickett taking a shot maybe 20, 30 yards downfield to George Pickens uh, to, to, to at least get, get a big play in there. And it really does seem to me like the Steelers are at least making sure that's more of a package that's part of their uh their their offense or a, a bigger part of their offense than it was last year do you think that's something that is going to actually translate to uh the, the season or do you think that that's something that we're just kind of seeing now because they're experimenting with it and this is going to end up being a lot like last year yeah i mean i, I think they they hope so i think mike tallman said it <clears throat> on report day it's going to be a focus because it wasn't nearly good enough last season so um you know they're going to try to work on that uh this summer Obviously, you have a great weapon in George Pickens to do that. Um, Chris, you've also seen Calvin Austin running deep a lot. And yeah. a lot of times, like with 5'8 slot receivers, and I know this was the focus for him last season, they were throwing short and letting him catch catch and run a little bit. Now they're trying to sneak him behind linebackers deep. Uh, a few days ago, he beat Holcomb down the field for, for a nice 30 or 40-yard deep ball. Um, he got behind the secondary again the other day. So um, I don't know if that's going to work during the regular season. Five, eight guys, when you're going up against, you know, corners and, and safeties, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult to fit into those windows. But if he can get matched up on linebackers, maybe that's an option, too, for throwing the ball deep down the field. But you're right. As of right now, it's been Pickett and Pickens, and uh, they're trying to establish that chemistry deep. I think it's it's important to get that balance there. And Austin absolutely can be part of that factor here because when I look at the Steelers offense the way it is, we, we they still as much as they found part of their running identity last year, they still have to find the balance. You know, they still have to, to show that they can be uh, they, they can be a unit that can win with multiple ways to at least keep defenses on their heels. If their defense, if defenses are still like, like if, if the deep passing is the only thing they have, that, that'd be great to at least have it. But if it's the only thing they have, te- teams will start to sit on that and then you won't get as many tactical advantages. But if you're able to run the ball consistently with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, if you're able to work some of the more short to intermediate passing game to, you know, Pat Frymuth and Allen Robinson and guys like that, that'll help. But then if you can do that along with being able to throw the ball deep and get, and get some big plays and not like every, every drive, but 
you know, a couple times a game, take the shot. And if you can get a big player to a game that adds to your, that adds to your, uh, your, your weapon that your, your plays and your successes, teams have to start accounting for that. And they have to back off a little bit. And when they back off, then you can say, okay, now we're running the ball. This is where we'll take advantage of that. How, how attainable do you think that balance is this year? Or do you think that's still something that's a little far off for this offense for how young it is? No, I mean, I, I think it's a must if they want to contend. You know, I mean, we'll see how how it develops. But um, you can't be a team like they were last year, Chris. You can't be content scoring 18 points a game. You can't rely on Kenny Pickett to, you know, execute fourth quarter comeback drives in the final three minutes of football games. You have to become more explosive earlier in games. You have to control the game, um, you know, on second and third down, sometimes with the passing game. I mean, listen – they want to run the ball. We all know that. But there are going to be times where they go up against teams with good run defenses or maybe with a coach who says, we're not going to let you beat us with the run or control the clock with the run. And then it's going to be up to Kenny Pickett to, uh, you know, control that game with a short and intermediate passing game. So, yeah, we know what they want to do. They want to dictate. But uh, all those guys you mentioned, Warren, Fryermuth, um, Allen Robinson, who I think has had a good camp so far this year, they all have to be pieces to that puzzle to an improving passing game. They can't do what they did last year. Just it wasn't good enough. Yeah, they won a bunch of games in the second half, but that is not a formula that you can execute over a 17-game season and, and, and have the same type of success. It's it's just nearly impossible to play that type of football over the long haul and play like that the whole season. I agree. Allen Robinson has been a guy who's been who's established an early connection with Kenny Pickett, which is part of why they brought him in. Right. They brought they brought him in so that he could be a veteran who could be uh, a solid target for Kenny Pickett and can give give him a presence on the field that just knows how to get open in clutch situations and develops a good relationship with him. But it's it, we talk about this with with Brian on Friday. You remember the years of like when Justin Hunter would come in and for the first three or four practices, Justin Hunter would look elite. Like he would be unstoppable with Ben Roethlisberger. He'd be going up and getting passes and everyone would be like, whoa, Justin Hunter's doing it. And then after, and then when the pads went on, he kind of like disappeared. It didn't happen as much. Is there a Justin Hunter that you think among the Steelers right now that, that you feel like maybe you're seeing a little bit too much, you're seeing them do really well, but that's not going to happen when, when, when the defense or when, when both sides put on the pads and it's not football in shorts anymore. It's actual, you can get hit out here. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I hate to pick on him because he had a tough spring. He's actually made a few plays in camp the last couple of days. But, I, you know, I, I think Akeem Butler is maybe one of those guys mm. that uh, maybe the hype is a little bit too high on. Um, and, you know, you know, we talked at, at the top about, you know, the positions and, you know, being short up in every position now. But listen, Chris, if there's an injury at receiver, that's one position where Omar Khan might have to go out and make a move. So I, I think – you know, there, there's some depth there in numbers. You know, they've had Cody White on the practice squad in the roster the last couple of seasons. They could get by with him if there's an injury. You know, there's Gunnar Olszewski who played last year. But beyond the top three, beyond Robinson and George Pickens and Teontay Johnson, um, there's not a whole lot of, you know, productive NFL experience in that group. So, you know, we know Omar Khan said he likes to keep that, that uh, you know, cap number flexible, you know, throughout training camp and early in the season. And um, if there is an injury to a receiver, I, I, I do think they're, you know, that's one position they might have to go out and, and address um, if that happens. 
I think they, they, they will. We'll see what, ha- what happens as time passes on. But the pads go on Tuesday. So the question as far as who might be a Justin Hunter versus a real star on the team, that question will start to get answered soon. I want to talk with Ray about what we're most looking forward to seeing when the pads go on Tuesday at Steelers training camp. They are off Monday, so that's why we're recording this podcast and knowing that we won't see any other practice points here. But Tuesday, we'll talk about what we're looking forward to most there in a second here. But first, before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys because this show is sponsored by Game Time, an app where you can buy all the tickets to your favorite events, no matter what it is. Go to GameTime.co and you can buy tickets to your favorite events and without it being any any stressful because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. You get killer deals on last-minute tickets and they have a best price guarantee that can't be beat. When you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. You can download the Game Time app to your phone or mobile device and you can book tickets even up to the last minute for an event that you didn't plan far out, you didn't know was coming, or you just didn't think you'd be able to make it. Now, all of a sudden, you got time in that schedule to go see your favorite band play. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for anything, concerts, football games, basketball games, baseball games, comedy events, theater events, and more. The game time guarantee also means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less at the same event, like with a different app, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app by creating an account and Use code P-I-T-T-PIT for $20 off your first purchase or go to their website, GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code P-I-T-T-PIT for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, breaking down Steelers training camp. Ray, let's talk about the pads going on. Now, Quan Alexander seems excited about it. Everybody kind of seems excited about it. I was I was on the sideline. I said hi to Craig Wolfley, who's walking along the sidelines, and he was just, you know, being, being Wolf, just kind of just taking in training camp, enjoying it. But he was like, man, Chris, these guys are ready to hit. And he, he was just – but that was kind of the emphasis of this team, right, Ray? Like – this, like, you know, I, I Keanu, Keanu Benton said that Mike Tomlin said he wanted a goon squad. There's been a lot of talks about, you know, getting drafting Broderick Jones, signing Isaac Samalo, drafting Keanu Benton, signing all the linebackers that they that they did. This team was supposed to be a lot more physical this year, and they haven't had the chance to really be physical because they haven't had pads on. This will be the first time that we'll see this since the end of last season, and I think there's some exciting points here. What's the th- what are the, some of the things that you're most looking forward to seeing Tuesday when we see these guys put the pads on? Yeah, I mean, we just talked in the previous segment about uh, you know them focusing on throwing deep and and uh, you know during the, the acclimation practices. Uh, what do you think they're going to do now with the pads on? They're going to focus <laughs> on the running game. Right. <laughs> this team is going to be built. This offense, I should say, is going to be built around the running game. And you better believe that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada are going to be spending a lot of time on run run periods um, for that offense. And that's, you know, the the defense is going to get some great looks too. So um, I don't know how much Najee Harris is going to be out there. They kind of want to save him. They don't want to get him injured again. But, yes, they are going to be working um, on the run game. That's going to be a big part, a big staple of this training camp. Specifically, when you think about players that I want to see, that I, you know, I'm anxious to see in pads. I want to see Isaac Sayamalu. Mm. He was known for being a physical player with the Eagles. And I want to see Broderick Jones. Uh, this is a large human being who's fighting Dan Moore for that left tackle job. We saw him get some sporadic reps 
with the ones um, the last couple of days. Um, and he's going to get plenty of time, uh, plenty of opportunities, I should say, this week once the pack comes on uh, Tuesday. They got the big night practice Friday night at Latrobe Memorial Stadium. Those are two guys on offense, at least, that I want to see and see how they um, do with blocking. Right, because as much as we've seen – you know, Broderick Jones, he's been getting some reps with the first teams. Uh, he got some Friday, he got a little bit Saturday, but he, he got to kind of start on Sunday uh, because Chooks Okorafor was held out. Mike Thomas said it wasn't an injury. It was just because they wanted to see other guys. Dan Moore was moved to right tackle, uh, and uh, Broderick Jones was at left tackle. And Broderick Jones got his first taste of Alex Highsmith and kind of going up against him consistently on the first team. And there were some plays where Alex Highsmith gave it to him, but there were also some plays where you saw Broderick Jones kind of settle in and not let him get beat. But still, again, that's without the pads on. That's without them being able to go full live like they would if this was a real game. And now you get that chance to kind of see Broderick Jones, not just in pass protection, but actually being able to block in as a run blocker. And that was another part that I think that was a really big part of his profile. It wasn't just how he could protect as a, as a left side, uh, as a left tackle, uh, where he never gave up a sack in college football. That was really important uh, for the Steelers to protect Kenny Pickett, but also for him to be a major key in them being a better run-blocking offense, an offensive line that can create space for Najee Harris uh, to be a better a, a better runner and make that a bigger part of the offense. But this is against the Steelers' defense that's built to stop that kind of a, a, a team that's built to make sure that you can't run the football right. Ray, Is this going to kind of just be one of those, like, you know, one of those things in practice where you go and you see, and you're like, man, like, you know, the offense may have got, may have won this one, but does that mean the defense is bad? I, I think this is a position where the defense, they're so good to a point that I think they're going to still win most of the matchups. But this to me, what I'm looking for is seeing, how much better can the offense look than last year against this defense? Because last year, that defense, I mean, you remember when they that was where they started doing the the throw the ball up in the air and pretend to shoot right. it like it was a, it was a target. And right. that how many times they celebrated that last year in camp, it was almost all the time because they were dominant. I don't think the offense will win more than the defense, but if they can show a little bit more of an even balance, I think that shows that the growth is actually real, both with the offensive line and with the offense as a whole. Yeah, I mean, that'll be big. The The offense has to be better than it was early last season. We kind of saw the preview of that. I mean, what they were as a running team in the first half of the season was just – it was awful. You know, they were averaging like 45 yards per game yeah. over the first eight games of the season. So, obviously, if they are better during training camp in the preseason games this year, I think that would paint a little bit better picture of what they might look like um, during the regular season once it does get here. So, yeah, I mean – it's an important aspect of, of, of training camp, certainly. But if you want to flip it over to, to the defense, Chris, there's a lot of new faces over there. And, you know, I know Mike Tomlin said he's not worried about how those pieces fit in. But uh, one guy, and you mentioned him early in the segment, Keanu Benton, he's been kind yeah. of quiet without yes. the pads on. And that's to be expected. I mean, nose tackle, he, he's not going to really get his hands dirty and show what he can do um, uh, until the pads come on. Let's see how he looks. Can he unseat Montrevious Adams, Braden Fajoko? I, I think it's going to happen. I think it has a chance to happen before September gets here, but that's one guy I'm going to keep a close eye on on Tuesday and throughout the rest of the week. Right, because Keanu Benton was brought in to be that physical presence. He was that guy at Wisconsin. Um, I, I mean, I'm eager to see what he does there. I'm also eager to see how another outside linebacker from Wisconsin does. And I'm not talking about TJ Watt. I'm talking about Nick Herbig because yeah. Nick Herbig has looked good. 
in the yep. in the practices without pads. He's been all over the place. There was at one point where like Marcus Gold was like, dang, he was making me look out of shape with how much he was making plays out there. And uh, you kind of saw that excitement. Nick Hurry even talked to us and noted that like, hey, like, yeah, I've kind of added a, a, a pass rush move or two from TJ Watt that he's taught me over the past few weeks because I've asked about it. And um, we've seen that progress there. But again, doesn't necessarily matter if you're able to do that when the pads are aren't on it matters if you can do it when they are on he's another guy that i'm looking forward to seeing okay can you carry that success up against this offensive line when everything's live and they can because another thing people forget shoulder pads they're not just beneficial to the guys you know trying to stop them they're beneficial to offensive linemen like when you wear those shoulder pads it's a bigger target for them to get their hands into your chest and try to control you as a player and so it's it makes it tougher for you as a defender to maybe slip past them if you're a little bit more of a you know a dextral player if you can get around your guy a little bit quicker and i think that nick herbig that's kind of how he's been getting his wins but if he's able to get his wins against this offensive line uh with the pads on too then it's going to kind of be a signal like, OK, maybe this guy is something when we when we start getting to see him play against second team offenses in preseason. Yeah, he is undersized, Chris, but he is quick. And I want to yeah. see if he can do that when the pads come on. Right. Um, you know, I, I think we all know his size, 6'1", 240. He's not going to bull rush people. He's probably not even going to be a guy who's really, really effective getting his hands on people. I mean, he's going to have to do that at some point, but. You know, he's going to be a guy who wins with speed rushes, um, wins with up and under moves, that type of thing. Uh, I think he'd be really effective, um, you know, in, in the TE games. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But he was one guy, even in OTAs, that kind of had to pull him back a little bit. Say, hey, you know, you're getting to the quarterback. <laughs> you're disrupting us too much. We got to let these quarterbacks make these throws in these in these seven-on-seven and in light team periods that they're doing. So, Yeah. Herbig has been noticeable. He's flashed. Now let's see if it happens once the pads, pads come on. There's a lot of things to watch when it comes to the pads going on from the offensive line to the defensive line to the linebackers, who's getting physical, even when it comes to the, the secondary. You know, Joey Porter Jr., I think he's lined up against everybody that the Steelers have at wide receiver so far, and he's had a chance to go up against it. But now, again, when the pads go on, things are a little bit different for how much you can press, what you can grab, things like that. All of those things are going to be things to watch for the Steelers. We'll keep you updated here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, both with the North Shore Drive podcast and all the content we're releasing from training camp. If you haven't been following along, you're missing out. Because every day, Ray, Jerry, Brian, our team, they're giving their thoughts, their breakdowns right here on our YouTube channel. And then also we're having live interviews with the with, with the players uploaded to, to, this, to this account. And you can get all of this on YouTube or on our podcasting apps for the North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette all week long throughout training camp. So get all your training camp content from here with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's Ray Fittipato. I'm Chris Carter. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Monday edition of the North Shore Drive podcast. We're back Wednesday where we'll be giving you an update. What happened with the first day of pads going on? And what are some of our evaluations from that? There'll be a lot of exciting things to talk about as the Steelers get closer and closer to their first preseason game. We'll get we'll get you excited for that as the week goes on. Stay tuned with all our Post-Gazette content. Back more Wednesday with this show but don't forget we'll be back tuesday as well giving you updates from training camp as well as all our other shows right here from the pittsburgh post because we'll see you then soon thanks for tuning in to another episode of the north shore drive podcast of the pittsburgh post gazette if you're watching this video on youtube please like the video and subscribe to our youtube channel for six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just six dollars click the link down below in the description